Welcome to the Afternoon Nap. Welcome. We got our best TV shows of the year. Top 10s. Top 10 lists. We do not know what's on each other's list right now. Yeah, we're going to read them out. We're doing 10, 10, 9, 9. You know, we're doing that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, um, We might, if something's like lower on our list, we might say, let's save that till I get there. But we'll see. We'll see with that. Let's get into it. All right, what's your 10? So, you know, when it comes to number 10, you got a bit of a sliding door. You know, I have a bunch of shows that are looking on the outside, but I really wanted to boost this show. I really want people to check it out, especially come season three and four. This is going to be a really big deal. My show is For All Mankind. I think it's my only Apple TV show, to be honest, but it is, it's amazing. It's operating on a level of melodrama you're not really seeing right now. It's actually a little bit of like classic television right there. But in a basic summary, this show is what if the Russians got to the moon first and the space race never ended? You're stuck in this perpetual Cold War. And every season, which is so cool, what made season two excel, which was we skip forward 10 years and we're constantly going further and further into the future. And they're acting like, you know, what if we continued the space race? And we wanted to see, you know, how would our technology evolve? How would the government around it evolve? How would our relationship to the Russians evolve? It's really good. Joe Killerman leaves the show. He's, he's amazing in it. And I just, I really cannot sell this show enough. People should really check it out. That's my number 10. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Um, Apple, you know, Apple uh, TV, I maybe I maybe have one show. I'm not going to give it away yet. Don't give it up. I think I would know what it is. Maybe you don't, though. Maybe you don't. Like, right? unless you're, like, you know, physical or invasion. C. C season two. Oh, C season two. No, with the, no, wait, no. did that already come out? I have no idea. Momoa and, and... They um, introduced, um, what's his name? Dave Batista as man, his brother. That's awesome. But my number ten... Wait, is Batista also blind? I could not tell. That would be great if they're like, nah, I'm Batista. The blind I can see. <laughs> Number 10 is going out to a Showtime show. Recently came out. You know what it is. Oh! Yellow Jackets. It's the story of a high school soccer team who won states in California, is going to nationals now, and they end up getting stranded in Canada in the mountains for 19 months. I think it's really interesting you picked this show, seeing as how I have another show I didn't put on my list because the season isn't over, but you you felt like you saw enough. So I just finished to... episode seven. It's a 10-episode season or 12-episode season. 10-episode season. 10-episode se season. And the show is really interesting because we're flowing constantly in and out of uh, the early 90s and 2021 and when the girls are stuck in Canada and... You know, kind of that trauma and how that lives on later in their lives. And obviously there's mystery going on in the future Great as well. 90s, like, female stars. Yeah, I think they did a really good job writing the female characters, right? Um, I think the mystery has really kept going both in the present and the past. You know, shows can get boiled down where you only have one, one timeline that you really enjoy. But come episode 7, I'm, I'm really engrossed in both timelines. And I think that's the mark of a good show. When you have an ensemble cast with characters that you all care about, that's, that's what really matters. I mean, 
most of the shows on this list are very ensemble based that I have right now. My top. Oh ten. yeah. I mean, I think you know it's very hard to pull off, and when you pull it off, it makes for great TV. I mean, that's all I got. That's number ten. Yellow Jackets Showtime. Show's not over. You can catch up. Watch week to week for eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I find Alex. So, do you think it might even been higher on their list if you saw the finale? No. So you think it's not making it past the 10? It's though. not making it past the 10. I mean, the shows that I have here are, are just really enjoyable. Like, guys, it's been an amazing year of TV. Yeah. Like, I, I was making my movies list and my TV list, and I think, like, there was just better stuff on the TV list. Yeah, there's much better stuff on the TV list yeah. this year. What do you got for 9? All right, so I think I, 9 and 10 are my only shows I don't think you've seen. Wow, so that's well, 9. For number 9... It's what we do in the shadows. Look in the shadows, season three. I've heard criticism that people are like, it's an off year for what we do in the shadows. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. This show to me is the office I'm in on no matter what they do. Like, just imagine you know, a bunch of vampires living in a flat together. In, in Staten, Staten Island. Well, it's not a flat, you know, because originally it's based off the Australian movie. Uh, so actually the guy in charge of the show is Taika Waititi. He uh, directed like most of the first season. You know, he's very acclaimed. This is hysterical. I love this show. There's a vampire named Nandor who steals this entire season. I just gotta say, if you want to laugh, if you want a bunch of dick jokes, you just want, like, good gross-head humor. Not that bloody. For a vampire show where they're, like, constantly, like, eating people, not a lot. Not that especially bloody. A lot of great vampire werewolf jokes. Like, I just... It just it puts a smile on my face whenever the show is on. Season two last year had one of my favorite episodes of the year with Mark Hamill guest starring. I I know Alex has, has said he's going to watch it, hasn't done it yet. Okay, okay. When you have a show like this, you know you're gonna watch it. You know you're gonna binge it very yeah. fast. But I haven't started it yet. This is a such an easy binge. It's on FX Hulu. Uh, not my only FX show, but it yeah, is... I haven't even started the FX shows yet. We got, we got, yeah. we got ones coming up. Oh yeah, FX is killing it in the game. And I think, I think from there we're going to go to Alex's number nine. Number nine for me, you have not seen this show. It is an Apple Plus show starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's Mr. Corman. Oh, this, was, number this is nine. on Sam Esmail's uh, top 10 list. This was a canceled TV show. Canceled TV show because of viewership. I mean, that's that's the reason, yeah. right? Justin Gordon-Levitt, right, starring, directing most of the episodes of the show. He's playing a 30-something-year-old failed musician come teacher. Right, the plot's all not that interesting, right? It's, it's normal, everyday actions. But what's really interesting is stylization of the show he's really doing every anything he wants he's got no supervision from the apple board yeah i really heard you just, you just really have no idea what you're gonna get week to week you're you really don't know what you're getting week to week right uh stellar cast amazing acting i mean just score level we all know he's a great actor eagle weaving comes in as his dad and that's one of my favorite episodes of the year i mean all together it's a, it's a it's a really interesting show showing like um depression mental health in a really like cool and stylized different way the way they show this comet keep heading closer and closer to Earth, like an actual comet. Wait, to show... what? Is this not, like, don't look up? No, no. He shows an actual comet, but that's just in his mind, and that's, like, closer and closer he's getting towards, like, mental breakdown. Oh, really? Right? And it's it's kind of like the ticker for the season. Like, when does Mueller hit Earth, and when is he going to break down? It's like, if you've ever seen the anime Mob Psycho, when he's, yeah. like, going to 100, this is kind of what it is. It could get closer and closer to Earth at any time. And it's... It's it's I think they portrayed it in a really cool way. I mean that's nine. 
on the list. So let me ask you this. What's so up? somebody that hasn't seen the show, and even to our viewers, you know, what if I... Nobody, nobody's seen the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, no one's... Yeah. No, I'm saying this to like, do I feel like I lost out on a season two? Do I feel like it's a complete season by the end? Yeah, I mean, every episode kind of feels like a mini story in a way. Like they're doing the COVID episode. They're doing the episode where, you know, he fails one of his students, you know, and everything is just... You know, normal life, this is what it is. He has setbacks. He's got to pick himself up, and he's got to go to school the next morning to teach. You know, he's got to – his ex-girlfriend said something, but it doesn't matter. He's got to, you know, he's got to take care of his roommate but, but responsibilities. Like when, I, when I reach the end of the season, do I feel like, you know – You don't feel like, cheated. You feel like this is a miniseries. I felt, I, like, I thought it was a miniseries, honestly. Oh, re- yeah. You were asking me, like, is there a season two? And I was like, well, if there was going to be. Then it got canceled. Um, I don't know if the season two would have helped the show. It probably wouldn't have helped the show at all. I mean, I don't know which driving audiences to watch it. I don't think a 20 minute cameo from Hugo Weaving, who's putting on like, a, yeah, I thought he was like one of the leads of the show. Such a good episode that he's in. Okay. But I don't think that's driving viewers to watch it. All right. That's nine on the list. What do you got for, uh, what do you have eight now? I got eight. So I don't know where this is on your list. I'm assuming it's on your list. What do you got? You know, uh, I had to get a Disney Plus show on here. Uh, you got Loki, didn't you? Yeah, I had, I, I felt like, you know, I got a lot of enjoyment. I have some problems with the show, but I have more, I got a lot more joy out of it. Let's be honest. Week to week, one of the most enjoyable things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like, I remember like in week four, I was like, ooh, okay, let's get this moving again. But then week five and six was like some of the best te- television of the year. Week five had a running for best episode of the year for me. Yeah, so are, is it lower on your list? Is it lower on my list? You mean is it higher? Oh yeah, it's well yeah, it's a lower number, but yeah. Oh yeah, it's. And so it's, do we can we can wait. We can cover it a little in, in a little bit when we get to it on your list. Yeah, let's cover it when I get to my. All list. right. So what's your number eight? Number eight for me, Netflix show. Ooh. Right. He's a guy. People know his name. Right. But this is maybe the best work he's done. It's Midnight Mass by Mike. Ooh, Planning. my number seven. Your let's number seven. get so into let's, it. Let's just get no, into that, it. No, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, let's just get into it. Right. Mike Flanagan. He's done Haunting Hill House. He's done Haunting of Blind Manor. He did the movie. Um, he the, did Dr. Death. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Sleep. Sleep. Dr. Dr. Death Dr. is that other show. Um, amazing. I think he understands television storytelling like long form miniseries storytelling on a level that very few do yeah if you can get over the fact that he loves monologues yeah and this is not how normal people have any interaction yeah yeah you just gotta be like oh these actors are just monologuing against each other once you get over that and you're just like you you can enjoy the show uh i believe this is uh our one our one guest host uh John's favorite show of the year, to be Probably honest. Probably one we'll, of we'll, them. We'll get his opinion on this. Uh, yeah, he's coming on for the movie app. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll ask him his opinion. what really shows in this that it's maybe his best work out of the three, um, he really knows the structure of an episode. Ooh, ooh, you think it's better than Hill House? Yeah, I really, uh, at the end of the day, maybe it is better than Hill House. I think he understands the structure of an episode, where to place things, how to, in this season, where to place everything. I think the way he gets to the boiling point in episode six is unlike most television shows we see today. Oh, he like, five he, and six. You're like, you're like, wait, did he, did, did they like give him a budget and he was just like, I'm going to spend all my money on the last two episodes. It's not even that, right? The way he's able to carefully craft these characters to where all of them can be in a room and he, he you know, you make it two words for this character, but it's in the correct arc for him, right? And everybody is going along their, their correct path, at least to where he started them on. And 
you know, in terms of character crafting and story crafting and structure and to where to place things oh, in the episode. structure is beautiful. At the end of every episode, you're like, I got to turn on the next step. Oh, he, like, I've heard I've heard of this described, and it is one of the, like, you know, some of us, you know, in the middle of the episode, like, okay, let's get a movie. By the time you finish the episode, you are like, I need to inject this next episode in my into my veins. I need to know what happened next. So good. Great twists and turns. Even if you're like, I figured out the twist 10 minutes earlier. You love it. You're like, oh, that's It's not about the twist. There. It's about the reactions to the twist. Also, there's like, Midnight Mass is a show about something that like, you know, they're, they're kind of hiding it from you in the beginning. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Which is, it's great. Uh, Hamish Patel. Hamesh. Hamesh Patel. That's Rahul Kalani. Wait. No, no, no. Who's the, um. The, the, the police. Priest. Who's the priest? Oh, the priest is not Himesh Patel. Oh, I I don't know why I thought it was Himesh Patel. Himesh Patel is Indian. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This you're guy right. is uh, he's not Indian. No, no, Hamish is in his name though. Himesh. Or Hamish is this guy's name, I believe. Hey, oh, Hamish Linklater. He Hamish Linklater. Uh, as the priest is one of the MVPs. Yeah, I'll probably get an Emmy nomination. Oh, if he does it, like. Like, honestly, I think people are watching Flanagan shows now, though. Oh, people are like people slowly beginning into Flanagan. They understand what he is, what he's doing. He has another one coming to Netflix. Yeah, we got a um, alum from one of our favorite shows, Friday Night Lights. We got Matt Saracen finally getting a role. Yeah, then he's like Zach Guilford. I was like, I was like, is he only going to Friday Night Lights? And I saw him in the show. I was like, oh no, he's actually no, no, an no. actor. Is he only like subpar in Friday Night Lights? Because he's not a good actor. We know that. <laughs> from Friday. I don't even think he's that good in this show. He just fits the character so well. He fits it so well. Like, honestly, if you told me he's just playing himself. I don't think he's a good actor. Riley Flynn is his name on the show. Yeah, Riley Flynn. I honestly don't think he's a good well, actor. Well, he's literally just playing Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I mean those he's, scenes where they're when they're in the church and they're doing the AA meetings. Alex, he's he's great in this. I don't know what you're saying he's not a good actor. I think there's times where he's No, I just think that he he doesn't have a lot of range. He could play like the uh he could play like the weak guy having an argument, like I'm done with life. And that's kind of the Yeah, yeah. I, I'll say this, like I think Keanu probably has more range than him, and that's not saying much. Well, Keanu's just got like starkness and comedy that's all he's got yeah but also you know a shout out to kate's um to kate siegel his his real life wife that's his real life wife yeah she's in all the shows aaron green is his wife Different yeah life? Okay, it's, okay, he's, yeah. oh she's in all the stuff she's in uh she's great like he like he says like you know i'm always trying to find something for her to do because he thinks like She's just such a good actress. Yeah, honestly, she elevated. I honestly was like, whatever. Oh, I think I the actually, best, the best female on that show was the one who played Bev Samantha Slo- uh, Sloyan. Oh well, yeah, but she she got to do evil, so it was like right. They were asking, um, you know, there was rumors of Carla Gugino playing that role, but no, nah, she was never going to. Well, she would have been a little bit. Carla Gugino though can play can play a bitch. She can do it. Yeah, but she can play a bitch that eventually warms up to you. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. role well, she no, always no, picks. I, I, you know, you know me. I want her to be in. All of his stuff, because I think I think he understands how to use her perfectly. Right. Uh, like I also say this, like one of her best roles might just be Haunting of Hill House. That how how good how good he wrote that role for. Her. Also, to shout out to the guy from E.T. just being in every one of these, even if it's in a minor part. It's the kid from E.T. Uh, he plays the dad in this one. He plays. He always plays the dad. He does. Ed Flynn. All right, I We're, think from there, that's my number seven. So we got my number seven now, yep. which is Hulu 
comedy. Who would have thought a Hulu comedy? All right. Well, I, oh, I wonder if this is on mine. Okay, it probably isn't. That, I don't know if it even made. It's not Dave. Don't worry. It's, no, it's a week. Can you imagine Dave Dave making seven? No you way. Would, like, for all the Maybe hype. Atlanta would make seven, but not Dave. Okay. Got <laughs> some shots fired towards Atlanta. Only murders in the building. Oh, is it on your list? No, it did not make my list. Honorable mentions, even? I'm going to be honest now. No. It did not. Wow. The week-to-week of this show always keeps me on the edge of my seat. The twists are good. The characters are amazing. Steve Martin, Selena Go- oh, People are shitting on Selena Gomez in this role, but I think like, she's really it, good. It would make my top 20. I think uh, the age gap in the show is really what keeps it fresh. So ha- did you actually hear this? Originally, the show was supposed to be three older guys. Oh, they did. A, I know. I heard that. It, it's so much better that they picked Selena. Yeah, they said basically one of the producers was on the show was like, oh, wait, you guys, like, add, add a younger voice to, to fight with, with you guys. I mean, yeah, because she ends up getting into relationships with all with uh, with both Martin, Steve Martin and Martin Short. And Steve Martin's more of an exec on the producer side of the show. But, I mean, all three are amazing. Who he's, uh, he's basically a showrunner. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, like, no, but he's like an EP. He's EPing the whole show. Yeah. I mean, again, the the, the age difference is really keeps it fresh along with the twist. It's funny, carefully crafted. Very well crafted, actually. Right. I think it's the best you've done under the year. I think it's better than Mayor of Easttown. And, I mean, it fits into who you are no matter who you are because of the age differences. And the age differences don't don't gatekeep you in terms of relating to the characters no. because it's really good. Oh, Set in uh, Upper upper West Side of New York City. You've actually been in this building, I've been in this right? building several times. A friend, a former, uh, not a friend of mine. I want to say former friend. Former friend. A he's friend gonna, of mine. He's going to hear this and be like, oh. He's probably not going to hear this. A friend of mine used to live in the building. Um, his family kind of does. I don't even know, right? And it's awesome, right? Just watch the show. It's fun. It's clever. You know, Selena Gomez is actually doing a pretty good job, I have to say. I, I love her. I've always been a Selena Gomez fan. So 100%. It's not... And, um, yeah, that's my seven. We got your six, right? I think you just put some shots fired against my number six. Don't say it's... Don't say it's... What, is that, what, what do you mean I put some shots fired? Oh, Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. HBO. Which might be the, uh, one of the best... Uh, have two of the best performances of the year. Oh, which... Evan Peters? Oh, Evan Peters. Is, is that, that the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if we had, like, best supporting actor of the year, it would go to Evan Peters. Okay. No question. I've always thought this guy is a star. Like, I like I watched the first few seasons of American Horror Story. The fact, like, he had the most diversity. He would play a completely different guy every year. He's Quicksilver. Every single time he's on screen, you never know what you're going to get. And, like, the way he was able to act to get Kate Winslet was amazing. Kate Winslet... Is just an all-time MVP. Just bringing in the Philadelphia accent, killing the show. Um, what really sold me on the show was, especially near the end, I was I loved who the murderer ended up being. Great twists. Uh, me and Alex were really caught up in like, why is Guy Pierce in this show, and why is he not the murderer? It made no sense for him to be on the show, just for a minor part. Yeah, I mean the main part is that I just don't see Evan Peters. And Kate Winslet even in that relationship. But they're not. That's the whole point. I know. I just thought it was so weird that he'd even but, ask her. But though. she also thought it was weird. I don't. I just thought she was like, whatever. Normal occurrence for me as no, a mayor. No, not at all. I don't know. Not at I, all. I thought the show had a hard time really keeping me on the edge of my seat with the exception of that shootout in the episode. In the penultimate episode. That's actually the third to last. Uh, third to last. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's slow. Yeah. They, um, well, a great twist. Uh, basically, they do in the in the third in the. I think it's like it's a seven episode season, so in the fifth episode, eight episode season, seven, seven. I believe seven. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the best thing is that we got Roy. He's coming. Oh yeah, in. Roy plays the dad. Roy uh, from the office. He's maybe the murderer. Which honestly, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There's like a great moment where you're like, wait. Is it Roy? Roy from The Office coming off of Pam. He, First he fucked up with Pam. Now he killed a kid? So I guess he he uh, he got divorced from the Asian lady he married in season eight. But no, but the thing is, this he, is all, no, it's all complicated because he would have married Mayor first because they were high school sweethearts. Oh, maybe he, he they were high school sweethearts. They married. They got divorced. Roy then, Roy moves to Scranton, PA. Again, Philadelphia, right? It's all Philadelphia. Exactly. Right? He, he dates Dan. He fucks. Oh, no. He's also, I think. Is he high school sweethearts with Pam? I know. I think they're supposed to have like met in college or like right Pam out. Pam didn't go to college. I think she went to well, what's it called school. I think she did uh, community college. Yeah, I think she did community college. Okay, fine. But who needs some community college? <laughs> right? I mean, come <laughs> on, right? Shots fired. Let's say they meet at the warehouse in the warehouse at at Thunder Mifflin. Do they? Let's say they do. Yeah, let's say they do. Right. This is head cannon right here. Meet at Thunder Mifflin. He fucks over Pam. You have the whole gym incident. Then he marries a woman who who makes him learn piano, or he learns piano for the woman, right? Not really important that he learns piano. But then he divorces her because he's a douchebag, freaking Roy. Roy? I was never Team Roy, honestly. I was always Team Jim. Was anybody ever Team Roy? It's got to be one Team Roy. I mean, come on. He was about to F up Jim. If Dwight wasn't there, Jim would be on the ground. We'd love to see that fight happen. I'm just waiting for, like, near number one on your list is somehow the office. You know, it could be The Office, could be Entourage. You never know. Entourage. Entourage, not the greatest show of all time. You know, hit me, right? Okay. Um, Was that your number six? That was my number six. All right, so now we can talk because it's Loki at my number six. Let's go. Not my favorite week to week, but an awesome week to week. Not my favorite. (laughs) I don't even know my favorite week to week. (laughs) I, I, I... I think I know, just because of the anticipation for the next week, but we'll get there. May, may even be my next show. Yeah, okay, sure. We'll, we'll see. But uh, Loki, I mean, the biggest thing about Loki is that it's a huge show because it, it could really move the needle for the entire MCU. But it's also a small character story about Loki himself. It, it, this is the one MCU show that I felt like they had it. They had a story that I could watch on its own. I don't have to worry about the rest of the MCU. But then at the end, it, it connects. sticks the landing. And, and I got to say, best guest actor in a television series goes to Jonathan Majors for the, se- for the season finale. Oh, what about old man Loki? No. I'm, oh, no, 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 no. Asking me? Jonathan Majors is a superstar. Yeah, he's playing Kang. Again, but it doesn't matter that he's playing Kang, right? What yeah, ma- well, he's not He's not actually. In this one, he's the... Oh, he, he is Kang. He's well, the yeah, he's version of Kang, yeah. Right? Um, what's really important, though, is that it, it... What mattered to me was not necessarily the shifting of the MCU as much as it was, like, yeah, what's going to happen to Loki yeah. and his character change over the entire season? Because this is post-Avengers Loki, right? And he's still evil as hell. Also, just the usage of of him as an actor. He's amazing. Right, and not just him. It's Sylvia DiMartino. Oh, she's been introducing new characters. Owen Wilson just killing it as, like, 
as this guy. Time cop. Let's call him a time cop. Yeah, it's like a time cop. Yeah, I mean, it's an all-around fun show. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen it. You know, we know what we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I felt like I needed to get at least... I, I watched so many Disney shows, you know. There's a world where if... Uh, Mando season two definitely makes it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but there's a world where... If, uh, what's it called, st- stuck the landing? Hawkeye? No. WandaVision. Hey, WandaVision. I was in on WandaVision, like, the first, like, five, six eps, and then it just it just went off a cliff. It went off so hard. I mean, who could have believed that ending? That is, oh, Monica Rambo. They have no, no, no idea. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even, though, like the episode where they were, like, showing us, like, what happened before all of it, and I was like, okay. Yeah, like, what about Monica Rambo you know, saying, wh- they have no idea how much you sacrificed for them. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, but also I felt like it was this like lost times 20 where it was like the questions are so much better than the actual answers. Yeah, I mean, Agatha Harkness is the villain who ends up actually doing nothing. She kills yeah. a dog. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, a- but also without also being saying Catherine Hahn was amazing. Well, great build-up. There's no payoff. It's yeah. not even that the payoff was bad. There's zero payoff. All right, that's the six. Um, my number five? I think my five, though, right? Those I think I'm going first, but I don't care. No, no, no you're five? Yeah. What's your five? And I'll All right, so I don't know. I don't know. I, this might actually go. be Alex's five. Go your five. So we got to talk about animation here. Got to oh. talk about anime. Okay. So my number five is Attack. Ah, on it's the same. Hey, we. Do we have the same list from here on up? I'm very interested to find out. We'll find this out. This would be hysterical with me and Alex because we really did not make these lists together. Attack on Titan to me. Like, the reason it's not my number one is because it's not the finale. It was the build-up to this current final season. It is it is just amazing week-by-week storytelling. We're watching this shit in Japanese with subtitles, and I am still mesmerized. I mean, why wouldn't we be? I mean, it's, it's a really good show. We've had three seasons of really great stuff. They switched up the animation studio from Wit yeah. to Mappa, but Mappa right now is one of the top animation Ma- studios. Mappa's good, but I'm going to be honest. If they, if, if they stuck with Wit, okay. I if might if Mappa had work. another year, I would love to see what they pulled. Oh out yeah, no, Wit like needs two years to make twelve episodes. What's good about this season is that it wasn't necessarily about the fights; it was about yeah. the interactions in Marley in the other world. I mean, that's like major spoilers if you haven't seen the show. Yeah, do you like? It honestly isn't because you don't even know what I mean. Like, like what's also what's great about the show is like we're in, in this like, epic, epic journey. We are nearing the end, and what's great is I feel a little bit like I did like in Breaking Bad, where I'm like, ooh, like in the last season, I'm like, oh, shit's got to go down. There's all this stuff that they've like built up. Uh, you need your Granite State moment, you know, where he's at the bar coming down from the mountain and then you see Gretchen on the TV being like, that's exactly. not the man who it was. And then he, he plays the only time in the entire Breaking Bad show where he plays where where, where he plays the entire theme. Yeah. And then boom. Well, well, what's also what's great about this is like our main character who started off as this naive kid is now, for lack of a better word, a mass murderer. A one of the most feared person in the world, yeah, it's, and it's believable. And and what's even better than that is our protagonist has arguably turned into our antagonist. Nah. Well, I, it depends on whose side you're on. If you want Aaron, if you if you believe in the in the Jaegerists, yeah, which I'm is a, like I'm a hardcore Jaegerist. Honestly, if you're a hardcore Jaegerist, then you're like, let's go and the rumblings around the corner. Yeah. A, I don't it's know. It's a build-up season. It's awesome week to if week. You, Again, it's different pace than than, yeah. than Western storytelling. It's twenty-two minute but, but episodes. But it's like if you don't watch the show, it just it wouldn't 
You know what I mean? Like what we're saying might not make sense. All I gotta say is if you don't watch, if if you wanted an anime to get into, this is the one. It's for a me. great Snyder anime. It it is it is more along the lines of Western pacing. Yes. If you don't watch anime, but yeah, I mean that was your five. That's my That's five. My five. So we're up to your four. Oh, you want me to go straight into my? You you say your four. I want to hear. Yours. Okay, it's um Amazon Prime. <laughs> Oh, Invincible baby, Alex. What? I'm gonna have to tell you to pause because that's lower on my list. Okay, fine. So we won't talk about it. What's your three? Invincible. My number four. Let me tell you my number four first. Oh, what's your four? Yeah, what's your four? What's your four? White Lotus. White Lotus at four? No, right. I'm assuming White you Lotus is down. also right. lower. All fine. Right. So what is it? My three now. Go to your three. Okay, my three is the funniest show maybe of the year. Oh. Possibly of the last like five years, in my opinion, Dave season two. Let's go number three for both. Number three for both of us. I mean, Dave season one is really good, arguably better than Atlanta. I have to keep saying it enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really- don't know Childish uh, Childish Gambino had a tweet out being like, "What's up with these shits? Always saying that you know Dave is better than Atlanta. We started it, and I'm like nobody was throwing shade. I, I, I actually do think like at times I don't know if Atlanta's funnier, but Atlanta might be better. Listen, nobody was throwing shade at Atlanta, and now you put the shade on yourself. All right, Atlanta's is not a funnier show. It may be better, like crafted. I don't care, right? Dave is week to week the funniest show on TV. It, it, it's better than Curb for me, right? It's I mean it's well it's it's the guy who made Curb. Jeff is. Schaefer is the is one of the reasons it's so amazing. Along with Dave, willing to go the leaps and bounds of human emotion that I am not the, willing to the see character depth that Dave goes through the the way that this season especially approaches ego. And just like, you know, what is it to be an artist? What is it to like be like a guy with like all this at his disposal and still being a man child? Also, you know, not being happy with it just because you have it, right? I mean, besides for that, right? He's like, he's like pulling shit out of Benny Blanco's asshole, right? It's, it's hysterical. Uh, Gata in an episode like loses his car and ends up rapping on top of a car at a bar mitzvah. I'd argue like one of the worst episodes of the season is still one of the funniest things. What what do you think the worst episode of the season is? Like, um, what's his, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Like, and like, even if that's the worst episode of your (laughs) season, it's better than like most other shows best episodes. Kareem's got like some, uh, he's got, uh, he's like, he's like, he can't be in small spaces. And he ends up getting locked in Dave's bathroom while Dave just thinks he's like, he's like constantly being racist to this guy. And, and like, Kareem's got to knock his door down. <laughs> I really, I really, it just came off the song Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that he sings. I mean, that's, that probably is the worst show of the episode of the season. I think the best episode of the season is Bar Mitzvah though. It might be. Well, it's just because you get Gata. Gata at the end rapping to like, thou- like uh, you know, tens of yeah. little 13 year old Bar Mitzvah boys. You know, as we said, maybe the best Bar Mitzvah episode in TV history. Maybe. I don't know. I'm still... Bar Mitzvah Hustle. Yeah, but I still think American Dad's Bar Mitzvah Hustle is, like, one of the greatest Bar Mitzvah things you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean, in a time where Hulu has all the best comedies, this is the best comedy. Yeah, and there's so... Yeah, there's some other comedies I'm going to mention uh, in our honorable mentions at the end here, but yeah. I got one comedy that I don't mention. All right, yet. so... Uh, what's your three... What's your two? I so guess. my number two... Is Invincible? Is Invincible. No way. I... I can. I have been begging for years. I am a huge fan of animation. I've been begging for years for a, for a bloody, well produced, well funded, 
animation, and nothing gave me the joy of the week-to-week that Invincible did. All right. Well, Kirkman, coming off of Walking Dead. Yep. It's 11 seasons now. Um, he's, you know, Skybound also made Invincible. Very, very popular. What happens is, is that, you know, he's a he's a great producer right now. He's given the board. He's given the trust. And now he knows how to make a freaking awesome show. Yeah. And, like, here's this thing. I... When I was watching this show, there's this, it's something I got that I didn't get from any of these other shows. I maybe even it reminds me of early season Attack on Titan. There's this feeling of promise of like you don't know what's in store for you in these seasons down the line. The 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 epicness of our storytelling. You like you think it's like you get this feeling when you're watching the show. You think it's good now. Just wait. Yeah, the scale is huge. The characters are nice. It's big. It's a like, com- it's a coming of age story. Episode has a fucking genocide. Like what? Yeah, I mean he he goes when he goes into the portal and he's he's probably there for at least a month because you yeah. see he, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see his be beard a- break and he's destroying the entire planet. It's, it's it's pretty great. I mean the show is awesome. Episode one's got the big uh, it's got the big shocker at the end of it. Just watch. I mean everybody's seen it, but watch it. If it's, you haven't seen, if you don't, it's better watch than the, it's better than the boys. It's better than the boys. It's better than the boys. Like honestly, like the boys would be pretty high up on our list, though. Boys would be top five. And also, I've heard that we're getting hero gasm. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are getting hero gasm. But this is this is better than the boys week to week. It's my, it's not my favorite week to week. But you know, nearing the end, I was like, what is gonna happen? Yeah, I think my favorite week to week probably is my number one. Yeah, there's no favorite week to week. Every week to week's great. All right, yeah. that's three. My, I would do my that's two. That's my two. Which which actually, my two now. White Lotus is number two. White Lotus is number two. Okay, White Lotus is, again, it's not my number one, but I still think it's the best show of the year. It was going to, like, there was a time it was, like, my 10, then I just started, I threw in some episodes, and I was like, oh, wait, White Lotus is amazing. Right, so Mike White is, um, you know, COVID Productions, and nobody's having anything, so they told Mike White, yo, you write quick, write a show. Well, well basically, HBO basically had to basically call them up, and was like, hey, I need a show in under a year. Right. What can you do? So he he writes maybe the 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 best show of the year by yeah. doing that. But like, what's amazing about this, it's like he did one draft. There was no writer's room. He says, I I only wrote forward. I never like edited like what I already written. Right, because he didn't want to get stuck in the minutia. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they truly did a lot of work on set. But yeah, well, he's he's directing every episode, so he's just in there working through it. Yeah, who would have thought your guy Ned Schneebly, Ned you know, Schneebly. from School of Rock, is is making one of the best shows of the year? Uh, you know, a, f- a couple families um, end up going to this prestige resort in Hawaii, and it's showing you again the subtext is imperialism and privilege, not yeah. necessarily well, white uh, privilege. Uh, well, but privilege. I, I think uh, I think this focus was really this season was really focused on white privilege. I think it was more classism than yeah, white privilege. But I think the white lotus there because the worst character may not be white. Oh, you think she's? Oh, that's an interesting take. Listen, she got a guy arrested. She did, and she she did. She, she did nothing. You, you, like, you know what? You might be right. Right. You might be right. Uh, what's really good is no one's bad. No one's good. Right? In people the, are just people. People are people, right? We're not pointing fingers. No, Mike White never points a finger and says, this is wrong in society. He's just showing you this is what people can be. You, you, I feel like with other shows, you feel like, you know, people don't like the people they're writing for. You never get a feeling that Mike no, White... No, but they give you the answers. The answers... Are, he doesn't give you the answers. You give yourself yeah. the answers. Yeah, but you never feel like, you know, like, Mike White... 
Mike White loves all his characters. He just doesn't like what they do. They say write what you know. Tolkien wrote about um, he he wrote about like addiction in the form of you know Lord of the Rings. Mike White has been growing up in Santa Monica, California, his whole life. Well, also he 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 lived in Hawaii for a while. Well, he ends up going every year for a writers a writers retreat. Yeah. in Hawaii, but he grew up in Santa Monica his whole life, so he knows this class of people, and this is what he writes. Right, so he, and he does a really good job about it. It's the best writing. It's the best characters in the season. When when writer meets form, it's just perfect. All right, before we get into our number one, I guess we'll do the honorable mentions. I now. would love to do some honorable mentions. Right, you get yours first. So there's this. So there's two shows, one comedy. First off, we uh, got hacks. Just yeah, hacks. Just didn't make it off the list. Also, I two other shows I enjoyed. Ted Lasso and Reservoir Dogs. Or sorry, Reservation Dogs. They just didn't make Ted Lasso, I think, had the Ted problem this season. I feel like shows in season two is in threes. You know, we spoke about Dave did it right with the deconstruction of Dave in season two. Yeah. But the show is centered around Dave and his neuroticism. The problem is with season two, they just like totally isolated Ted from the rest well, of the I didn't see the... Ted do a lot of coaching. Well, I mean, that kind of it's good for the Nate storyline, but for every other storyline. I don't think you need to isolate Ted from the team. Right? That's my problem. Also, like, you know, the, the season one prowess of Reservation Dogs, like, you, you saw a show, I'm like, oh, they got something here. Like, it it did, might not have made my top ten, but they are on to something. Great half an hour storytelling. Amazing guest stars. Amazing just, like, kids they just got from the Reservation app. Right. Also, just... Uh, probably my favorite comedic actress of the year is Jean Smart. The yeah, her both that and Mary Easttown. Yeah, 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 oh, she's in that and Mary Easttown. Hacks is amazing, but the one show I really want to shout out might have even made my top four, top three. If it is finished, I've only only half of the season has been released as of so far. But Station Eleven, it's it's the it's based off a book that's about a pandemic. Uh, much worse pandemic than what we Much worse. Basically, imagine if COVID killed off 99% of the population. It's not 99% of the population. Yeah. It is? Yeah, it's supposed to kill off like 99 Okay, fine. It's it's more like, oh, so, so they do a lot, they do a really good job of like, how do you actually come in contact with this thing? Right. They actually come in, you know what I mean? Only if you come in contact with it will you actually get it. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's, for a show that should, would be about the pandemic, only season one do you feel like you're, you're getting a little PTSD of what we kind of dealt with with COVID. The rest of the show is really kind of focused on the 20 years later and what is this world we live in. And it's constantly jumping around, showing different characters' perspective. It just it has such an understanding and depth of its characters, a real heart on on its sleeve kind of show, with darkness around every corner. I just got to say, I, I've only seen half of the season, but it amazes me. And what's great is, like, a character... Who's just a side guy in season in episode two? Episode five, he's leading the episode, and you're like, wait. Not even a side guy. He's like a guy you don't even know his name. Yeah, you're just like you're just like, oh, it's the guy's best friend, and you're like, wait, he's the lead of this ep. Yeah, I mean, again, it's another show that streams in and out of different timelines, and again, if one timeline doesn't work, it's bad. But all the timelines, all work. the timelines are also Hamish Patel, the guy. Hamish, we Hamish Patel, the guy we were talking about. Like in, I haven't. He's he leads the first app. He's been in parts of. Other I don't episodes. think he leads another app. I think he does. I've seen more than you have. He's gonna. Okay, we'll see. We'll um, see. That's my shout. Do you have any other shout outs? I got a shout out. Um, first Castlevania season four. Oh, it actually actually really grew on me because of 
unforeseen conflicts. Uh, they had to cancel the show at a longer plan. But they honestly, I think they ended it in a really nice way. I, I, I love the show. Season 3 to me is an MVP season. Right. Season the, 2, I think, is my favorite. The, and the way they end uh, Isaac's storyline to me is... A travesty. Is pure gold. Oh, you mean ended in season four? You liked it? I loved it. Oh, okay. I, I, th- I, I wanted something a little you're, more. You're, you're like, they just did it in an episode. They're just like, we got to finish the storyline. Right. I am hoping, they are making a show so it's take place like 50 to 100 years later. Yeah, during the French Revolution, I believe. Yeah. So, I'm in. I love the show. You know, season three would have probably made my top ten list. I love season three. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, at the beginning, I didn't really like this season because it felt rushed, but... You know, I mean, the fights are all incredible. Yeah, it, uh, it, Trevor's, Trevor's ending to his story is really awesome and nice. You know, it doesn't leave you with, like, a bad taste in your mouth. They actually end in a really awesome way. From a story perspective, though, you are right. I do feel rushed. You feel rushed. But, yeah. I, it's a, yeah, and one more is um, you season three, actually. Oh! Lo- love, getting the, love getting the spot out right now? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe the most... The most annoying character in like TV history is love in this show. <laughs> Could just not keep her. You know, you thought that Joe was bad with the murdering. Love is so annoying. I, I do not watch the show, but I watch Alex watch the show. Joe could like give you a wink to a girl and like, oh, I have to murder this girl now. I mean, no. I mean, the show is now in season three. Joe is holed up in some California annoying, you know, gated community. And, you know, he's got a kid. And he's falling for every girl that reads a book, just like normal. And, you know, it's full of twists and turns and murders. What All else? Right. I want to give it a spot. Some shows we didn't see, or maybe some we did see, didn't put on our list. Um, I know you yeah. finished Squid Game, didn't make the list. No. Um, Witcher didn't make the list, but I'm also not done with that. Uh, I saw The Witcher wasn't going to make the list. Okay. Um, all right, so shows that like are good, I've seen a few episodes of, might have even made the list, made on Netflix. Really good show. Yeah, Maid's not making the list. Uh, the other two, season two. I'm finishing up season one of the show. It's hysterical. It's uh, the best show on Comedy Central. Um, Underground Railroad saw the first few episodes. Amazing show. It's just it's hard to watch. I haven't it's seen it yet. Like, I haven't seen it yet. It's like it's it's um it's by the guy who made Moonlight though. It's Barry Jenkins' I know. TV show. It's I love just, Moonlight too. It's brutal on the racism. It's just it's brutal to watch. Uh, it's a sin. The show that deals with um, with the AIDS crisis in England, yeah, in England. Another show I was just like, I'm liking it. I just didn't, I didn't watch a lot of it. Uh, Northwater show we're both meaning to check out. Oh yeah, it's a cool looking premise. I love boats. I'm just, I'm just shouting out shows we just, we ha- I've only seen a few episodes. You know, I love uh, Black Sails, so let's try out Northwater. Yeah. Um. Also, I, I'm, I would more even say I love Taboo. So let's check out Northwater. I have not seen Taboo. Um, Dope sick. I know you saw the first. App. Was bored. You were bored. Other people say they love it. Uh, no, nothing else really to mention. So. And I'm uh, not caught up on One Piece to watch a thousand depth. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know if you can even count One Piece because they do week to week. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we got I, the number one on the list, and we've done an hour pod on it already. It is not much to talk it's about. Season three. A succession. It's a succession. I mean, again, we don't have to go into leaps about this because we 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 talked yeah, we about talk this. We talk about it all the time. It's succession. It's succession. What's there to say? Um, you know, I said that the best writing and characters were on White Lotus, but you know, you can make an argument. Succession is is a hundred times better than them. Yeah, like you just make an argument. Like there's just nothing else like it on television. Nothing this quality. Right, except for maybe uh, Better Call Saul. 
Yeah, maybe Better Call Saul. Alex, if Better Call Saul had it season six, I might just be like, ooh, Better Call Saul. We don't know what season six is going to be. I hope it doesn't dis- disappoint. But, um... Everyone's yeah, hyped for Flash. I mean, yeah, that's nothing much to say. Succession's number one, and it'll sweep the Emmys again, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, like, it's... It's just an amazing show, amazing ensemble, great acting. There we go. All right, fine. So now that we're done with the top ten, we got favorite eps. What's your favorite ep? All right, so I got my favorite comedic episode. No, just favorite ep. I I'm I'm I know it's only my number nine, but I might have to give it. It it's what we do in the shadows. You said episode six. I'm gonna make sure it's episode six, but I'm pretty sure yeah, episode six. That's a loud noise. There is this um, in the season. There's this hunt for the first ever vampire basically they lose him and they're afraid that uh, actually it's i believe it's episode uh yeah it's episode six the escape uh basically the the first ever vampire basically escapes there this whole season they're like in charge of the vampiric council and it is just a a chase throughout new york city trying to find this guy it's hysterical there's a half, there's there's a vampire with only like one arm who, that's literally all he has, he has no legs or anything, that's riding around on like a little mini, like like a sports car, you know, like one of those like toy sports cars, yeah, he's I riding find. around on it, he's using his mind controls to actually power it, it's hysterical, I, I just, I never laughed so much in an hour. Um, Dave is the only thing that's close to this, but Dave it, definitely is beating it. And for my list, uh, Dave episode one was really on there. Ooh, the season two episode one is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it because for a show that I was expecting laugh, 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 I was on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, what's going to happen? I, it was a, Alex, it was, it was basically like, uh, what's it called? Um, the if, Adam Sandler movie. Uncut Gems. Yeah, it felt like Uncut Gems. They're on the subway and like Korean police are randomly arresting people and they got to go to the prison and back. Are they stuck in this prison? What's going to happen? But it's not even close to my favorite episode of the season. It's episode 8, premiering on April 29th, 2021, Invincible, the last episode of the Whoa! season. It's not even that much of a shocker. Right? Invincible is boiling up. You know, Mark and his dad, what's their relationship going to be after the secret is told out? And, you know, everybody's seen the show. I'm spoiling right here. But, you know, Mark's dad... Right, J.K. Simmons, right, is literally throwing him through a train, beating the absolute fuck out of him, telling him that, you know, everybody you love is gonna die. So join me. And Mark's like, you know, on the edge of his life, and he says that line. You know what I mean? The line from the comic. You know, I have you, Dad. Right, and the dad just can't deliver the final blow, and he goes up into space, and then his tear freezes over, and that's the ultimate scene in all of TV. Epic thing. It's not my favorite scene in movies and TV. It's my second favorite scene in movies and TV. A hundred percent. It's it's so good. And I'm assuming there's a movie scene. The movie scene. You know what the movie scene is? You guess it. No, I don't know. It's the Flash when he when he first turns back time. Oh, oh, you're talking about Snyder in, cut. In the Snyder Go on. Cut. How dope is that freaking that, that, scene? That, that is a dope ass scene. Right, and he, you know, yeah, that that scene is something else. But this, you know, Mark and his JK. Uh, it's it's incredible. All right, um, we got anything else? So, you know, we can cover best actor. You know, so here, here's a real question. What? I think there's, What like, do you think the worst show of the year is that you've seen? Oh, that I see. I try not to watch bad TV. Uh, I really try, like, if there's something I just don't like, I just don't watch it. What do you think the worst thing is? You may have even liked it. What do you think the worst show is? Like, I don't know. 
Hearts of the Witcher season two. All right. Um, that's that might even just be a recency bias. Like the the season starts out so good and then it just eh. Right. Okay. Um. For me, it is. I think you season three. Yeah. But I'm not watching you necessarily for the quality. You know, you're watching for the craziness. I really do. I like there's shows I don't like. I just don't watch them. Yeah. That's what happens to me, too. If I find it boring, I'm not going to continue. Like, with a movie, I'm like, I'll finish this movie. No, we didn't finish um, the Denzel movie with Jared Leto. that's just absolute garbage. No, it wasn't garbage. It was just, you know, I'm like, I'm falling asleep twice. Yeah, I was falling asleep. I didn't didn't really fall asleep during the four hours of the Snyder Cut at like 3 to 7 a.m., but I fell asleep in the Denzel Denzel movie. I was yawning a lot. Well, that's just because you're tired. Yeah, I was so tired. It doesn't mean you're falling asleep so often, right? But, yeah, I think that's... What, do you got anything else? I think that's everything for TV. Like, uh, the question is, like, you know, would best actor... So, let, let's say, you know, miniseries, television, all TV is come out together. We're, we're not counting animation, though. So, well, no. Because would you pick... What's his name? Would you pick somebody from Succession, or would you pick him from uh, White Lotus? Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. Is he your number... Is he your no, let me, let, me look, let me look at the lists. Let me see if I got anybody. Because, like, you know, is he better than Jeremy Strong? Maybe. Um, Tony Dalton in uh, Hawkeye? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we were right. Tony Dalton was just a guy. So glad he's a good guy. Um, He may not be a good guy, but he's not a bad he's guy. He's not a bad guy. Um, I would pick Lalo from season five of uh, that. That version of Tony Dalton is the best. That, that is the best. No, but I always get confused with him and Murray Bartlett, so I'll just pick Murray Bartlett from White Lotus. I think he might be the best performance of the year. He, I think he is. I think Jeremy Strong is like a close is second. Ninety nine to ninety eight percent difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the show is incredible. Nothing much else to say, right? Uh, maybe, maybe Gaeta from Dave. Oh, best supporting. Best actor. Just best actor in general. You saw that bar mitzvah? You're all right. Gate is great. Right? Is that that's all we got? Yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, wait, what's your favorite actor, though, Jeremy? It might actually be Ray Bartlett. He's, he's so good. I couldn't, you know, that's, I asked you the question because I don't know who's better. Yeah, I would pick JK, though, from Invincible. Just for his voice acting? Yeah, I mean, J.K. is awesome in everything. J.K. is great. You're going to see him in the new uh, movie? We're going to see him in March. All National Champions as well. It's yeah. out now. What? What? Uh, what's in March? Batman. Oh, right. I was No, he's not playing. He's, that's Jeffrey Wright. My bad. That's on me. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, I'm talking about the movie he's in right now. National Champions. No, the movie is in right he's now. He's in National Champions right yeah, now. Yeah, but there's a movie that's on Amazon right now. National Champions? No. What's the movie? I don't know. It's the, um, the Ricardos. Oh, right. He plays the he's, neighbor. He's supposed to be, like, one of the best parts. I love... Honestly, I love all of the Aaron Sorkin movies, so I'm going to check it out at some point. Yeah. But it's not as high on my list as Trial of the Chicago 7. It's campy. You love that movie. Trial 1, my best picture last year. I know you did. It's I know so did. freaking awesome. All right, that's it. Um, you know, watch the shows. Don't. Uh, and after this, we're going to... Yeah, movies is the next pod. Uh, we got friend of the pod, John, coming back. Should be good. You know, his list will be severely different from Yeah, he just, like, there's things we watch he just hasn't seen, and there's things he sees we just have never even heard of. So... Now that they've heard of them, we're just not going to watch them. This is going to be like... like he's he's going to have... I guarantee he's going to have some Shudder movie. He's, he's going to have, like, mentioned in you before. Like, gonna Malignant's like, going to be in the top ten. I yeah, if Malignant makes top ten, I'm going to laugh him. I'm going to laugh at yeah, him. Yeah, we got it. All right. That's, that's the end of the show. Um... 
You all suck. <laughs>